Check me out. Welcome back to the show, Coast to Coast, around the world on AFN. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show Mo Mandel, stand-up comedian, has been in studio with us several times. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him, and you really can't live without his new show, which is going to be premiering on Wednesday the 20th. That's next Wednesday. It's called Small Town Throwdown, and this will be on the Discovery Channel at 10 p.m., Mo, you are already famous, but when you get on Discovery, I mean, you get more eyeballs on Discovery than network TV. Are you ready for this avalanche of new fame you're going to get? Ooh, you know, Rick, first of all, wonderful to hear your voice. Um, I don't know that I am famous, but any more fame that's not for some sort of a crime, I am very happy to welcome <laughs> into my life. So no infamy, so, yeah. just, just fummy. Right now, I'm just going for Fummy. But yeah, no, Discovery <laughs> Channel gets crazy numbers. It's like uh, one of those channels that is like, I think, a, somewhat under the radar for certain people, but it completely dominates Comedy Central or like almost any other cable channel. So I'm thrilled. And the show, I think, is, is pretty awesome. And uh, I get to write articles in USA Today for each episode uh, about each town we visit, which is pretty special, too. So yeah, I'm stoked. It's pretty amazing, and the gist of the show is there are a lot of towns in America that get a bad rap, and they'll have nicknames, and these are very pejorative. They're not flattering, and so you go to investigate, and you try to, to get that kernel of what's good, and we know you're from Boonville. I've been to Boonville, so in a way, are you kind of sticking up for the small towns? Because I'm sure people said, oh, Boonville, you only go there if you run out of gas on the way to Mendocino or whatever. So you, you're kind of – you're already on board, aren't you? Oh, uh, this was my idea. This, is my, this was my brainchild <laughs> based on a life of people, yeah, trashing Boonville and, you know, any town you go to, as a stand-up comedian, I've discovered this. There's always a town right next door that people say is just a bunch of hicks. Doesn't matter where you are. There's all oh, the people next door have no teeth. You know this and and heck, I've been guilty of making those jokes as a comedian over the years. And I, you know, it's just it's like this this messed up thing that happens where people just trash a community knowing nothing about it. You know, and I regret the times that I've done it. And it's something that I want to kind of rectify. You know, especially now with the internet, there's all these clickbait articles. Like I think it was Travel and Leisure magazine, I believe. They once declared that Sacramento was the town in America with the ugliest people. <laughs> how are you gonna? I mean, how are you gonna say that? That's that's insane. You know, I think it was Travel and Leisure magazine. Don't quote me on that. I don't want to get sued. But it was someone major, and it's just like, you know, it, this is not fair. A lot of these journalists who are trashing these towns have never even been there. So the idea of the show is, I'm going to go to the towns. I'm going to find out the good stuff. I'm going to let the towns speak for themselves. And then at the end of each episode, we have this sort of like nice wrap up where we sort of highlight, you know, everything that we've learned. We kind of give like a nice leave behind to the community. And then I write these articles in USA Today. So now we can kind of reset the narrative and give these towns, these towns a chance to kind of, you know, fight back against the sort of fake news. So I think That's it's pretty fun. cool, man. And, I, and, I, and assuming coronavirus doesn't kill all of us, I think it's going to really be a nice, uh, nice show for America. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like something Condé Nast. They would see one ugly person and then write an article about that. Um, now, the only danger is is that you hear about a town. Was there any trepidation that everything might be true? Like I was driving through just to look at it 
Salton City by the Salton Sea. It's only a half hour from like you know Coachella uh, and Palm Springs. I'm dying to go there. I I really want to go there because that place sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's just a couple of trailer homes, and then it looks like a nuclear bomb hit. So did you go somewhere and you say, I can't think of anything good to say about this place? Well, you know, we definitely are trying to find places that, as far as we can tell, just from the, the online research we've done, that, you know, there'll be something that we can kind of, hopefully, we see an angle for something that we that is not being mentioned, you know. Like, we, there's certain places on the Internet that are known as the most hateful town in America. Well, we're not going to go there, because that's how that's a little darker than we're trying to go. But this place is like Coalinga, California, right? Which is known yeah. as the smelliest town in America. And what we realized in our research, uh, even though we didn't end up going there yet, but uh, for, for these episodes that are coming out, uh, we realized that it's known as the smelliest town in America because it's right next to the exit for Coalinga is a giant feedlot full of stinky cows. But that's yeah. not Coalinga. That's where the exit is. So when you go to the town... It's a little off the freeway. You really don't smell the cows almost at all, and it's a beautiful, really cool town, but it just gets completely trashed because no one's ever bothered to take that exit, you know? It's just people on the Internet trashing it. And so that, that kind of happens all over the place. Like, you know, there's other towns like Laredo, Texas, is known as the dumbest town in America, and yet just on <laughs> the little research I've done, it's completely not. It was actually a town that has tremendous um, history. It was once the capital city of a country that existed in the, I think, the late 1800s called the Republic of the Rio Grande, which was a country for one year. Laredo was its prize gem capital city. It's a totally multilingual, multicultural place. And somehow, through test scores or whatever, they determined that it's a town full of dummies. But it's like, it's so insulting to a community uh, who, who uh, here's another thing Laredo has. They have a month-long celebration of George Washington's birthday. The longest, I mean, which is insane. And it's the longest, I think, historical celebration in, that we have in America. So it's like, why are those things not mentioned in these articles? Why are people just trashing these places? And the answer to that is because human beings like to do that. <laughs> That's like a girl's birthday, a month long. I kind of like that. Um, but yeah. you know what, Mo? I'm guilty of that Koalinga thing. You go by that Stuart Anderson's, whatever it is, and, and even if you roll up all the windows... You, that's yet smell hits you and you see the exit for that town and you just associate poo poo with that town. Exactly. I've done it for years, man. I, you know, from the Bay Area, I've driven up from LA and San Francisco a million times. And yeah, you just pull a linga. That's what people call it. Very clever. <laughs> uh, yeah. You just sort of, you know, you just sort of immediately come to these conceptions. Like I said, I'm guilty of it too. We all do it, but it's very interesting when you come to these towns you learn, like, wow, this place is awesome. Like, okay, so for this episode, we go to Appleton, Wisconsin, which is known as the drunkest town in America. And we go to Lubbock, Texas, which is known as the most boring town in America. And what we found is pretty fascinating, I think. You know, there's reasons why these places have ended up on these lists that they called this. But it's because, you know, the people who have written these articles are only looking at, like, one section of the town. They're only looking at one section of the story, and from that they're making this sort of hyperbole that it makes for great clickbait but terrible journalism and really does a disservice to these communities. So, you know, this show, while, you know, very funny and I think very exciting, also kind of has like this nice kind of justice component to it, which is, which is rare to be able to do in television. And I actually think it will make a real difference 
uh, for these towns' economies. Because I think if people stop thinking of Coinga as this poo-pooville and start realizing, oh, that place actually has like the greatest mud box this side of the Mississippi, you know, you can say, see gigantic trucks racing through the mud. Hell, that's something cool I'd like to see. And if they also realize it doesn't smell like cows when you're in the town, all right, well, that's a, that's a little bonus. You know, maybe they, they you know they'll do a live, a live radio feed from there. Sure, it might be an altruistic uh, program. We had the mayor of Appleton years ago because we have an affiliate uh, in Appleton on Sports Byline. And we just thought, you know, lots of of pubs and breweries, really nice place. And then Lubbock, that's Texas Tech. That's a college town. I wouldn't think that'd be a boring place. Yeah, and it certainly is not. Although it is, there are weird things there that I'd never experienced before. You see it in the episode, like, Turns out one of the big sports they play at Texas Tech, and they've won like 25 national championships. You, actually, I'm curious if you know about this. It's technically a sport. It's called meat judging, where literally <laughs> you got to see the episode. It's unbelievable. It's a guy, there's all the students in white coats and hard hats, which I never understood why they had hard hats, just literally competitively judge giant hanging cuts of meat. And then they're awarded uh, points for how accurately they were able to determine what was the best cut of meat. I mean, it's crazy. And this is a, an intercollegiate sport uh, that they actually play down there, which is weird, bizarre, not like any sport I've ever seen. I'm not even sure if I consider it a sport, but it certainly was not boring. And I was terrible at it, as I found out. Well, I've never heard of that. Or I wish we had more time, but everybody just make sure you check it out. It's going to be on Wednesday. The 20th, 10 p.m., that's 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, on the Discovery Channel. It's called Small Town Throwdown with our buddy Mo Mandel, who's already entertaining. So this is going to be really, really cool. Mo, first of all, congratulations on getting your pitch not only picked up, but picked up by the biggest network ever. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm I'm super stoked, man. It's uh, Man, working with them has been Really, really great experience. Discovery is clearly one of those channels that really just like they know they know how to just get the quality out of the ideas brought them, and the development's just been really kind of a dream come true. So I'm pretty stoked. Can I can I plug out? Can I plug one other thing, Rick? Before I go, that yeah, I think your fans yeah. might dig. Sure. I, I yeah. just launched a podcast about action movies, and it's called John Claude Van Damme Girl. And check that out. If you love <laughs> '80s and '90s action movies. Jean-Claude Van Damme, girl. Uh, <laughs> I love that title. You you had me at damn girl. That's Mo Mandel, <laughs> Small Town Throwdown, Discovery, Wednesday, 10 p.m. Hey, um, congratulations. Hope to see you in studio soon. I hope we have stand-up comedy again. Me too. All right, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline. 